Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood The Unabomber blowing up Waco, Texas and Heaven's Gate Alien modified men from apes Hitler faked his death and then escaped Bigfoot and the Mothman Son of Sam talking to dogs again Witches, ghosts and goblins Mysterious noise and hot things Dark arts and the skull and bones Most celebrities are probably cloned So when you're feeling all alone Grab a beer and get stoned I welcome you to the podcast Strange Brew We're here to entertain you What the fuck is nah. going on? I know you, your opinion, yes. Uh, welcome to Strange Brew Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson. <laughs> I love how that gets reiterated every Every time sentence. in the exact same voice. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> this is uh, the Bilbo Baggins. That's a that's an old one. You no, know, it's uh, whatever happened to creativity? What happened know, to you having to so come up to new names. names? There are so many, but you just gave I, up. Yo, you you did it like enough. three times, and you're like, I don't remember. Go back and listen. <laughs> I did too many. All right, so we're almost in the era of Halloween that we'll be getting into our lead up. Before that, I want to get into Easy E. We're going to get into life, death, and the conspiracy surrounding his death. Oh. And I, I said, and this is will be part of the famous Dead series, which we'll keep going like. I thought it may be about covering like Robin Williams, people like that down the road because there's conspiracies behind his death. Maybe we'll always have someone that's behind like, Robin weird. Williams. Yeah, I never. Heard they said any he of fucking those. he. Uh, they murdered him. They at the beginning when they fir- when he first died, they said that he slit his wrist and then tried to hang himself, and he's pouring out blood and like and that's what first came out. And then they were like fucking said it was something completely different, but we won't oh, get into that in this time. But I said we're gonna get into hip hop episodes, so might as well start with the Godfather of gangster rap. Yeah, but uh, we'll, there's there's a conspiracy him. about it. Yeah, <laughs> there's a conspiracy about that too. But because Billy's problem with Easy E is he didn't write his own raps, which we'll get into a little more. Which is my problem on. with every rapper that doesn't write his yeah, own raps. Yeah, yeah, obviously. To be fair. But that was a huge thing back in the day, like according to. Uh, it's a huge thing now. It's, yeah, according it's, to it's Mac Lethal, that guy Tom McDonald, his fucking girlfriend writes his raps and gets fucked by KOTD guys. Oh that's yeah, a, that's, that's right. I did hear about that. Shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're watching Straight Outta Compton right now, which is actually a phenomenal movie. Like, I, phenomenal. I, yeah, I fucking phenomenal it movie. Was, it was well done. And it was way so good. better than the so all, good. yeah, and way better than um all eyes on me, all eyes on me sucked, and I was so disappointed with like the whole Tupac movie, but yeah, well, that's a time for another. Anyways, time. though, yeah, let's get into it. So Eric Lynn Wright, his middle name was Lynn. Yeah, I could see why he needed to be a drug dealer. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> my name's not Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about uh, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, Tracy, just like fucking flagging him down the block. So. <laughs> Uh, he was born on September 7th, 1964. Uh, I know it's weird. Didn't Tupac die on September 7th? Bah, bah, bah. I don't know if that's doing anything. I, uh, did he? Yeah, I think I so. Because he, he, he uh, 
uh, he figured, or maybe he didn't, because I thought it was like the seventh day of the seventh well, month of the seventh hour. No, that's not. That's, that's, that's when month. my, uh, oh, you heard that from me. That's when my grandfather died. Yeah, but that's also the Machiavellian Tupac thing, which is another episode. And September is the ninth month, known, by the way, his name Known professionally as Easy e was an American rapper and rap mogul who propelled West Coast rap and gangster rap by leading the group NWA and its label. What's a Ruth mogul? Records. Isn't that someone that's like owns shit? A mogul? Yeah, he owns a lot, like Jewish moguls. I, n- I never heard that word. I don't want to, we're not anti-systematic on here, okay? I'm just we, trying to <laughs> trying to explain a word to Billy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's like he owns shit that he, he, he kind of was taking all the money, which okay. shows in the movie and yeah. shit too, kind of thing. Um, but growing up in this time era would be kind of crazy. Like it, the Compton was really fucked up at the time. You know, Dr. Dre was wearing stupid outfits and looking like a gay boy with his fucking eyeliner and his jazzy suit and his, ah, he did very well. His stethoscopes, yeah, because he probably murdered Easy E. Because if they didn't do that, Easy would probably murder them. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Pushing the boundaries of lyrical content, born and raised in Compton and a small yet violent city near Los Angeles. It was very violent, especially during the 70s, 80s, and 90s, probably 60s too, but 70s and 80s, it was definitely getting there where cops are harassing them more often and everything, so it was a bad time to live. And It's still oh, I'm in, drinking in areas cider. like that. I'm always drinking. Yeah, of course. I got Canadians again. I got some It's just orchid. cheap. Guys, start giving me money so I can get not cheap beer. I'd appreciate you. No, we want liquor, bud. No, we don't liquor, want liquor, liquor bud. Man. That's when every episode goes to shit. No, there's some good ones where I was yeah. drunk on liquor. The tide sounds The demons up. one was the drunkest I've ever been on a podcast <laughs> in a very, very long time. So, uh, Eze had several legal troubles before founding Ruthless in 1987. After a short solo career with frequent, uh, frequent collaborations with Ice Cube and Dr. Dre, they joined forming NWA later that year. But technically, right, they Eze got Dr. Dre to do the beats and all that shit, and then he started. Uh, how the story goes, right? He went into the booth, and they thought that Eze should do it because he was the one putting up the money. Yeah. So Ice Cube in. The beginning, I think, didn't see himself as the actual rapper. He wanted to put his lyrics out there, even if it was through another source. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And I think back then, that's good. It wasn't as bad. Even that, though, I'd like. I'd be huge. I'd be stoked to be a ghostwriter for somebody else. Yeah, fucking a. That, that would, that would make me feel like, happy. Think about, about those it. rappers that are just an image that are constantly on drugs and shit like that, yeah. where they can't really think. You know, so they need someone to ghostwrite for them. I'm thinking of Waka Flocka, I had a ghostwriter for a while. People like that. And there's people that with beefs that think that other people did and shit yeah, like no that, doubt. right? So, um, yeah, but like, so they kind of formed with Easy. They thought he should be doing the rapping because he put the money up from it because he was the one that was selling drugs, was the real gangster. Like, you know what I mean? Even this movie kind of shows it. Like, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, MC Ren were all just dudes. Like, they were all just hanging out yeah, in yeah. ghetto places and stuff like that, but they weren't like hardcore. No. Dr. Well, Dre wasn't hardcore. No, 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 no. Easy E made that Dre blatantly st- uh, that blatantly yeah. obvious and real motherfucking G's how like he made fun of him and said, you know, I knew you since you were young and you didn't do anything hard. You didn't kill anybody and Easy we don't know if he ever did or not, right? Yeah. So, like, he was definitely packing. Well he was Easy he was a drug dealer back mm-hmm. then, right too and Dr. Dre was never that. Yeah. He kind of like it wasn't for Easy E, none of this shit would have well, happened. That's how he got the money. Yeah, and we wouldn't. Hip hop have... career is founded on drugs. Mm-hmm. Everything is founded on drugs, and we wouldn't. Uh... Everybody gets the money from a drug dealer. Eventually. We wouldn't have music that we'd have today 
uh, because of this, but there's also conspiracies that we're going to get into in a later episode about um, gangster rap and how it was promoting violence and the record labels wanted that because they own privately owned prisons. So the more people that are going through those prisons... Yeah. Bah, bah, bah. The, the phenomenon. So NWA's debut studio album, Straight Outta Compton, Crazy Motherfucking Ain't Ice Cube. I'm just joking. That's not how he does it. That's Straight Outta Compton. That's pretty close to his... I'm Joe. Oh, no. That's Ice Cube's voice. Sorry. No, Ice yeah. Cube's baller. I love yeah. Ice Cube. Ice Cube's my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, it was released in 1988. Controversial upon release. It is now ranked among the greatest, most influential hip-hop albums ever. Of course. That was a huge turning point. Yeah. Absolutely. It was. Because you went from, like, uh, Rock Kim and Eric B, like, follow the leader, 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 follow the leader, to, like, what became of, like, I'm gonna shoot you in your fucking face, man. Yeah. Like, even how... Hard gangster rap. Well, Too Short, right? If you, like, look up old stuff, like, Too Short was kind of just, like, rapping about his friends and stuff like that, hanging yeah. out with his buddies and drinking 40s, and then it kind of aggressed to this, which they think record labels pushed that whole motive, right? Probably, because they're all black. So, yeah, it is now, right, yeah. Uh, the the group released his third and final studio album, N-Words for Life, because <laughs> I couldn't say the word. N-Words for Life. In 1991, and soon after disbanded. They had the real word in the research, but I just didn't want to say it, so... Probably a good idea. <laughs> During NWA's... Uh, uh, wow, you have a limit? There's yeah, a line yeah, for you? That's, a, that's a, a nice to see. Yeah. A little humanity there. There Curious. was... Uh, during their split and what happened with NWA, eventually kind of we'll get into uh, largely disputes over money because Easy E became in... Uh, he became bitter... Essentially, but the thing is, it was more Ice Cube that got bitter at Easy E for taking most of the money, stuff like that. Well, when you put up the money, it's you get a more return. Yeah, but it's not. Split. They should have been paying them more on time. Yeah, because you know, like, but the thing is, they had to understand that Easy did put up all the money, and then when Jerry Heller got involved, yeah, you know, what I mean, it was kind of up to them because he put all the money up, and Jerry Heller helped them get to where they were. Yeah, so and those two get paid first. There's and then different whatever disputes. trickles down will yeah, trickle down. There's to different you disputes too. about Jerry Heller because. Uh, what do you mean think, different? He's a piece of shit. Well, some people think he's a piece of shit, but he. Some people think he's not that bad because he came out and he was on easy side, and he did help them get to where they were going. But also, there's other disputes that he wanted them to push the violence and to like he owned a privately owned prison, so he wanted them to be packed full of black and Hispanic youth. So yeah. trickles down, bud. Trickles yeah. down. Adds up. Yeah. So um, what kind of fucking? Oh shit. What kind of? Uh... Uh, record owner or record manager or whatever owns a prison. A lot of them. Really? Yeah, they put money into privately owned prisons. So they're privately owned. They're not run by the government. Yeah, but still, so like, that's, a, that's a weird, a like, that's a weird... You'd uh, be surprised. Huh. You would be surprised. <laughs> what I'd be. Uh, so, yeah, they, they had rivalries with Ice Cube and Dr. Dre, who departed for solo careers in 1989 and 1991. And, um... And then, obviously, like, Easy kind of respectively did his solo career because technically, before I think NWA even released an album, right, they had Easy Does It. I'm pretty sure that was the first ever thing to come out in Ruthless Records, which I have on vinyl. Before NWA? Yeah, it was Easy Does It because that's what I always remember. And I was going to say this, too. Like, uh, I've mentioned this kind of before, but the fact that, like, when I listen to music, I seem to listen to the old shit first and then get into the new shit. Like... 
when we were kids, right, we listened to, you know, Sex Pistols and the Ramones, and then we started getting into, like, the Dead Kennedys, the Casualties, and then it went on from there yeah. with, like, and going into Screamo and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, even growing up, like, I listened to, obviously, Eminem when I was, like, seven and eight because my mom bought me his CDs. And, no, Instantly. My mom liked him, too. Knew he was the my best. mom liked him, too, and then she just buy me all of his blanket versions, and I always would find, like, a couple of swear words in it, like, fuck, because I could hear it. Ah. You know what I mean? So, stuff that they didn't edit out. But, like, growing up, like, I always, like, by the age of, like, 12, 13, I was listening to NWA, and I liked it. We started, like, with hip-hop. I started, like, farther back, and then started getting into, like, stuff like The Underground, Vinnie Paz, yeah, yeah. and Necro, and all that stuff. But, like, growing up, we like, I remember that was our jam. We, we, Give Me That Nut was our jam, and we used to, like, just listen Give to Give Me That Nut. Give Me That, that, that nut. Give Me That. And, like, they have perverted songs, and we used to just listen to them and laugh and think it was hilarious. And I was, like, really into Easy Eve, like, like very young. And that's I why never I, liked them. I, I never, even, even before I knew about all this, like, I just never enjoyed his music. I, yeah, well, that's you, you know, not me. That's why I wanted to do and, this episode. And then, and then you find out about why he is what he is, and you're like, oh, that's why I didn't like his music. Because he, he wasn't rap. a musician. Well, he put the money up, and they wanted to do That doesn't mean it. you're a musician. Not Half the people on the radio are not musicians. They're just fucking carbon copied and fucking recycled. Yeah, no, at least they play their own instruments. Some of them don't. Yes, they do. No, think about like people like even Britney Spears. Oh yeah, that probably can barely sing. Yeah, but those those are different. How are they different? Because those aren't the majority. All right, Britney Spears and Madonna and and Madonna wrote it on shit. Yeah, like okay, a so you know, <laughs> she's a whore. Like a surgeon. <laughs> What's that from? Weirdo. Oh fuck. Uh, I love yeah, weirdo. I just so want to say that that like I I like grew up with this stuff and like it was more of like. A buddy's older brother showing us like records and stuff like that, having posters up on the wall. Which that's and like hearing that music play. And when I was a kid, I was like, "What is this? What is this? What is this? The fuck? The fuck? You know the what fuck? I mean? <laughs> like I didn't like it was just like hardcore crazy rap, right? And then I would get into Vinnie Paz stuff. But I just want to mention that because that was like always crazy to me. It's like listening to that music and hearing that aggression that they had, kind of thing. You know what I mean? But. I know, I know. You didn't grow up with it. You're too young. I grew up with it. No, yeah, I bet you did. I bet you did. Easy released two EPs, yet he remained more significant behind the scenes. That's what I'm saying. We're Billy. Me and Billy were talking uh, before the episode and saying, like, what could he be now? Like, what could Easy be now? Right? What do you mean? He would what be, could a, he be like now? he could be like a producer. He would. If yeah, he was yeah. still alive, he would probably just be a producer. Yeah, he'd find talent by, like like Dr. That's Trey. not himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, he would uh, the debut rap album. He would actually um, nationally, and that's why also I love Easy E because one of my favorite rap groups of all time is Bone Thugs and Harmony. And Easy E funded the money and put them on Ruthless Records. And East 1999 is probably one of my favorite hip hop albums of. All time. Really? Yeah. fucking The whole album is in there. The, their fast, crazy flow that they did is still unique to this day. And no one else can do it. People like Twister have tried to emulate it, I think. But I'm not going to talk too much about it. Yeah, you can't go into personal. No. Uh, so, yeah. And then he, yeah, he produced them from 1993, 1994. So about a year. But they always will be thankful for him for giving them a career, right? And yeah, of course. Giving their music a chance. So in 1995, Easy e suddenly was hospitalized and diagnosed with AIDS and died due to comp- its complications as so were And told. even back then, too, the, what was that? Did I learn that from Compton when he comes in? I knew that before, though. And Easy was like, I ain't, I ain't no fag. 
Yeah. Like, that was like his quote. He's like, well, you can be straight and also get AIDS. AIDS. Yeah, because back then it was more. They thought it was a gay thing. And, yeah, and because Ronald, uh, Donald, or fucking Donald, um, Ronald Reagan funded the campaign for the CIA to inject AIDS into people in the ghettos. Into the gays? Yes. Yeah, gay, they tar- for AIDS, they targeted blacks, Hispanics, and uh, black pe- uh, and gays. Uh, and we'll eventually get into that when we're going to do eventually a small conspiracy episode with a bunch of tuck- conspiracies tucked in, and that's one of them. It's mm. like a nice conspiracy. It's like a, little, uh, a conspiracy roll. Yeah, exactly. Mm. There you go. <laughs> one of your tummy rolls. <laughs> one of these rolls. <laughs> All right. Eric Wright. Easy E was born to Richard and Kathleen Wright on September seventh, like we said, nineteen sixty four in Compton, um, and it was subdued to like so. Kind of getting a little bit of background of his life. Uh, it was had massive crime rates in Compton. Obviously, gang culture was constant. There was nothing but gangs. People arriving with each other, priest brutality. Well, you have to. You gotta like. You have to you make your stand. Your like, yeah, very, man. very, uh, very hard. I'm sure back then to to try to just fly under the radar. Yeah. And just live your life and be like, I don't want no beef. It's like, Did well, you, you live here. Did you already crush Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're being slow. All right. So, uh, his father was a post a postal worker. Good thing he didn't lose his mind and shoot some people up. And his <laughs> mother was a grade school administrator. That was a good episode we did. Anyways, yeah. carry on. Uh, Wright dropped out of a high school uh, in, well, easy, he dropped out of high school in the 10th grade, but... He later received his GED, his general his education degree. Yeah, uh, Easy E supported himself mainly by selling drugs. Good for him to get his GED after you're that. I thought you were going to say good for him for selling drugs to make money. Also that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was introduced to his cousin um, that actually helped him with the illicit occupation. So his cousin helped him deal those drugs. The it's illicit like occupation. But back then it's like weed was real bad. Don't yeah, want to you touch could, the marijuana. Well, you can make enough. Yeah, you mm. can make enough just being a weed dealer. Yeah, you don't need to sell hard drugs. Easy's music manager Jerry Heller recalls seeing Easy selling marijuana, but not cocaine. Didn't sell the cocaine. Mm. I don't believe that, but yeah, he pro- probably did. Why would yeah, you make was... so much more money? Yeah, but back then, would you? Yes. Well, cocaine was everywhere. Exactly, and it probably didn't cost as much either. I would think it would be at least forty bucks for a gram. Yeah, at least you might, back then you might be selling weed for thirty bucks a gram. The fuck me? No way. Weed back then was probably like a dollar a gram. No way. Yeah, it was probably cheap as dirt cheap. Snoop Dogg said like the fucking weed back then was like point two percent THC, and now it's like thirty seven. Oh, okay, 40, that's right? why. Okay, never mind. That. Um, so if Jim, you had our today yeah, weed, you could be yeah. selling that shit for forty bucks. That's a true. Gram. And there is people like weed connoisseurs. A buddy that cuts my hair was saying they want to get into a business. But it's not time yet because people just want good, cheaper weed. They don't want to be like, I'll spend 30 bucks on a gram for that stuff. And it's like you smoke it for like an hour and you're done. Well, and then you're high <laughs> all fucking day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jerry Heller would claim that Easy e uh, was a dope dealer. But the thing is... Was a, he a good dealer or was he a is, weed dealer? It's weird because... He was a dope yeah, dealer. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he dealt so good. <laughs> but the thing is also, dope is referred to as heroin. That's why I never get oh, that. Oh, okay, so it's confusing. No, yeah, I know because people say like, oh, you're selling the dope. And it's like they mean because maybe marijuana makes you dope. But yeah. like a lot of the times, uh, heroin... Heroin makes you a little to, more dopey yeah. than I think weed does. I guess <laughs> that's why they called it that. Like back in the day in the 1950s, like... 
that guy's a marijuana user. He's dopey. He just like leans back and falls asleep all the time. But heroin does that too. He eats all my chips. Yeah, I'm talking to my son. Fuck that guy. And he's been taking the hair on, and he starts sleeping on me. I'm having a conversation. He's sleeping on me. It's like fucking. Yeah, I just never touch heroin. Not from experience. I would never touch needles. I hate needles. Yeah, it's scary. I don't like. Uh, so like in um. It was kind of like being a dope dealer was kind of how Jerry says it was his self forged armor because it made he was a small fry right small fry in the bucket small fry small big guy small fry <laughs> so he had to kind of like have an image and it shows it in straight out of Compton his whole whole imagery of how he was supposed to be the be- tough guy yeah because he's white he's got, he's got little man problems he's, um, short man he's, syndrome I think he's like five four five three yeah fucking short as fuck yeah, but still dope as hell it's fucking Tom dope size. dealer <laughs> <That's> not, <laughs> no. I'm not that small. <laughs> so he was labeled as was a, a damn good dealer. <laughs> Easy E was known as a thug. Oh, of a course. Thug, yeah. thug. And that's honestly like the Shortman syndrome is a thing though. Like just a feeling that Have you ever seen that guy that in that inferior. bagel shop? You see that video of that guy in the bagel shop and he's freaking out at the bagel employees and screaming and he's like no. a short little man and it's just like gets real bad. <laughs> <laughs> so Hell you Jerry Hellier explains the hood where he grew up in was a dangerous place. He was a small guy. Thug was a role that was widely understood on the streets. And it gave you a certain level of protection in the sense that people hesitated to fuck with you. Likewise, dope dealers <laughs> was a role That's that... how the whites talk back then. <laughs> yeah, especially Jerry Elliott. Yeah, um, fucking... Uh, oh wow! Almost you're calling a Jew. Right? Almost, almost did. <laughs> Which he was, so it's not something it's bad to say. Was a role that accorded you in certain privileges and respect. So I am saying that because he was a dope dealer, ah. it gave him a reputation that he should not be fucked with. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but rather to be fucked on. <laughs> okay. So in 1986, at age 22. Easy E earned as much as, wow, $250,000 from dealing drugs. But I don't know if that's over like a year or two. Or... Yeah, this guy's just hustling his fucking tits off. Well, think about it. That's a lot of money. And it's, okay, it'd be like today if you were to do it, but you're able just to walk down the street and be like, hey, you want drugs? Yeah. Hey, you want drugs? Because the police, either way, when they see you, are going to arrest yeah. you anyway because they think you have think, drugs on well, it anyway. So, like, what's, yeah. the, what's the cautionary... That's no, like, you're, you're not worried about yeah. accidentally selling to a cop because the cop already fucking thinks you're doing it. In today's money alone, yeah. that's like three, four years worth of minimum wage. That's way more than that. Five years, Mi- six years. No, yeah, 30, about seven. So, yeah. That's about seven well, years saying, worth of minimum like, wage. Say you work, it's okay, say you make like thirty to 40,000 grand a year. Uh, minimum wage is thirty. Yeah, so say 30 to 40, 30, right? 60, so 90, five, 120, 150, 180, 210. To forty that's is eight almost, years, yeah, eight or oh, just over eight years, and that's before taxes. So yeah, and, and that's, so and, call it ten well, years. That's a decade. And imagine wage. back then, though. I don't know if they're doing it in today's money in the research I have, but back then, two hundred fifty thousand dollars probably it, be like fifteen years worth of work. He wouldn't really need to work. Well, if he started selling realistically, when he's sixteen, seventeen, yeah. That's a lot of fucking money. That man. is a lot of fucking money. Like that's crazy. Whoever, after his cousin was shot and killed. He decided he couldn't. He could make a better living in Los Angeles in the new scene called Heap Hop. 
hip hop. The hip hop scene. The hip, the hip, the that, hip, you know, the hop. That's where it the came. Hip hop just don't That's stop. where it came from, like Sugar Hill Gang and shit like that, where it was like the hip, the hip, the hip hop anonymous. No, I'm just joking. The hip hop anonymous. Which was growing rapidly in popularity. He started recording songs during the mid 1980s in his parents' garage. So that's what they didn't show in the basement or in the movie that it was in his parents' garage. It showed like a basement and shit like that. Uh. There's conflicting stories. And, you know, Dr. Dre in. Uh, oh, whatever. Ice a G- movie's a movie. You just want to make it good for the movie as long yeah, as the yeah, facts okay, are similar. Okay. As long as it's similar. Of like, course- well, what's the difference between a fucking basement and a garage? Fuck off. A no lot. difference. There's one's no, underground, one's there, above there's ground. No, there's no fucking difference. Okay. How do you know? I've seen garages underground. Yeah, maybe. in the fucking suburbs where yeah. you live, white boy. Well, maybe he maybe come down to Compton, money. Maybe his garage was actually just a bunker, and they called <laughs> it a garage because they had to keep running away from the. According to Hellier, he told Easy, "Every dollar comes into Ruthless. I take my twenty cents." The industry standards for a manager of my caliber, a shitty one, obviously, uh, because uh, and I, I and I take twenty, you take eighty percent. I'm responsible for the expenses and uh, your the responsibility for yours. You own the company. I work for you. So and that's that's why people are like he's kind of good guy, but he's kind of bad guy in some ways because people don't really know his real motive. Yeah. But like. That's why Moral Technique and Underground Artists always talk about, like, Necro says this. He's like, you know what I mean? If you sell a million records you, nowadays, right? Especially, well, I'd say like 10 years ago, right? You make a dollar off of every record. So you sell a million copies, you get a million dollars. The record company takes all the rest of the money. And that's why he was like, I'm underground. I, um, I sell my CD for $10. I take that $10. I don't have anyone to fucking deal with. That's his problem. People will be like, okay, I'll sign myself. They'll give you cars and houses and stuff like that for right royalties. That. Right but then that, they can yeah. take it all away if you flop. You're yeah. fucked. Yeah, that's fair. Like, the music industry is especially still fucked now. It's way more fucked now. But back then, like, he was like, you had to be careful who you're dealing with. Mm. Along with Hellier, Easy E invested as much as money as he could into Ruthless Records. Hellier claims that he invested the first 250000 and would eventually... Put up a million dollars into the company. Wow. That's a lot of money. How much dope is he still doing or was he getting the money back? No, from, he dropped from it from records. the records. Oh, yeah, okay. So he dropped all of doing that because his cousin got shot. Probably a good idea. To Sorry to up. my cousin Charles. The, uh, <laughs> Bone Thugs and Harmony. You should know that song. Doing all right with uh, somebody from the ghetto, though, to have that much money. To fucking, you make your, you make as your long money. as you didn't get caught, man. And that's why I get why this... Lifestyle seemed ideal. You know Looking I mean? one for the one they call easy, but the motherfuckers they never see me. <laughs> and when they when they pull up, I just laugh. <laughs> is he, is he quoting a song? Yeah, because um, I Cause got I my got... foot because I got my foot on the gas. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't remember the lyrics. And Some about like yeah, that's the thing. He's like every time the cops pull up, he just runs away and they can never fucking find him because he's five foot one. I don't know who this <laughs> guy is. This is funny, but NWA's original lineup consisted of Arabian Prince, Dr. Dre. Easy and Ice Cube. 
So I guess when they started, which they also didn't show in the movie, maybe they did a little bit, but I never noticed a guy named Arabian Prince. So Pardon me, sorry. Did you just say, am I quoting a song that was Fuck the Police? I know, I was joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure you're... <laughs> so it, did you, have you ever heard of Arabian Prince being part of NWA? Because I have never. An Arabian Prince? His name is Arabian Prince. Oh, I thought he was an Arabian, Arabian Prince. Arabian Prince. I was like, was, did they get email scams and they yeah. sent off $150,000 now this this guy in nigeria is well, like one tenth uh, owner <laughs> yeah and this is weird because later you'll understand that like that dj uh yella and mc ren joined later but they don't show that in yeah. the movie i yeah, guess they, they really no they, they well they show them they don't show the arabian prince guy no no no, no. they show i don't know yella the fuck and, he is and ren yeah yeah later. yeah uh, Ren wrote a lot of rhymes too. For people that didn't know, it was Ice Cube and Ren writing rhymes. Yeah, but Ren and that's wasn't that why good. when you listen to the albums after uh, Ice Cube left, when actually Dre was still part of it, the lyrics were not that. No, Ice Cube. Unreal. Ice Cube was the lyrical. Guy. Yeah, like, Hundred Miles and a, Running was written by Hundred Miles uh, and Running. That was run by uh, written by uh, Ren, which really? actually that's did. Pretty good. It's a yeah, pretty, it's good, a pretty song. good song. So on November 6, nineteen eighty-seven, it would go on to be certified in gold, United States. So that's straight out of Compton. The album featured material previously released as single uh, signals uh, singles. God. Can't God speak, can't speak right now on uh weird Mac Cola record label, which I didn't hear about in the movie. And I didn't even know no, about I didn't it because know about I knew, I knew about some history about all this shit, which are responsible for distributing the release by NWA. And they showed like that in the movie that hell you're just kind of showed up and like, just took it like all press the albums because they were pressing just records. Pardon me. Like, say his name again. Jerry Hellier. Heller, hell yeah, it's hell yeah, hell, Heller, 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 fuck. Yeah, I was like, you yeah. kept saying it with a D, and it was no. bothering me. I was no, like, that's it's, not it's, his name. It's Heller, I, I thought I, we were talking about someone no, different for a minute. I keep getting his name mixed up with Paul Hellier, which is the defense yeah. minister of Canada that came up with all the alien shit. So uh, Heller, that's why you know Heller, about that guy. Um, Heller, <laughs> <laughs> and other artists like. How you uh, so this, uh, this also this record released in other artists like. Fill a Fresh Crew, a West Coast rap group originally based in Dallas. What yeah. the Fill a the, the, the Fresh Crew? The Fill a Fresh Crew. They love <laughs> I'm super super Fill a Fresh Crew. Uh, Buddy, I put on so much fucking deodorant a day. I'm Fill it for the Fresh. Are you Fill it for the Fresh? <laughs> I brush my teeth nine times a day, as dentist recommended, because I smoke crack. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, so now I got to brush my teeth nine times a day. NWA began to split up the Jerry, uh, Jerry Heller became the band's man. Dr. Dre recalls the split came when Jerry Heller got involved. Heller got involved. He played the divide and conquer game. Instead of taking care of anybody, he picked the one to that take he, care he of. He could get the most and, money from. And that was easy. And easy was like, I'm going to take care of it, so fuck it. I'm going to take care of it, so fuck it. Dr. Dre <laughs> and the DOC sent Suge Knight to look into Easy es financial situation, fuck Shug Knight. Fuck Shug Knight. As they begin to grow in suspicion of... Oh, is that guy pe- still alive? Uh, he's in jail, so leave no, him there. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's in jail. He ran over someone and crushed their head with his car. When did he do that? Like a couple years ago. He got out of jail, and then he, he ran over one of his good friends. I just watched his Instagram story like two weeks ago, I think and he's playing, he's playing with his kid in the backyard. Shug Knight. Shug Knight. Big Shug Knight. It's big Shug Big Shug. Hey, he's playing basketball. All right, I gotta look that up. I gotta look it up okay, right the fuck now. You pause this shit. All right. Thing. Yeah, so he's in prison. Billy was wrong. He cru- He got I just watched the fatal run. He ran. You can look up the video, man. Maybe, was he, I bet he was showing fucking... Maybe, like, he, he, maybe he, 
Did you look up Suge Day's no, fucking no, 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 no. He, on Instagram? He, he keeps getting uh, he keeps getting put on like the World Star Hip Hop page on Instagram and shit. Sounds suspicious. I'm gonna like I'm gonna find that page. I'll post this to the page because I'm like 99 percent sure it was Suge Knight. Unless right. they were like showing him from videos of like four or five years ago. Yeah, maybe. So as they begin, the suspicion grew of Easy E and Jerry Heller. Dr. Dre and the DOC asked Easy E to release them from Ruthless Records, but Easy refused. So no, 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 bud. No, no, no. The impasse led to what was reportedly the transpire, uh, the transpire between Suge Knight and Easy E at the record studio. Oh, when they beat the fuck out of Easy E, yeah, yeah, and maybe yeah. injected him with AIDS. Uh, um, maybe. Where uh, N words for life was recorded after <laughs> he released to uh, after refused to release Dr. Dre and the DOC, Suge Knight told Easy E that he had kidnapped Jerry Heller and was holding him prisoner in a van. Okay, so who made Suge Knight do this again, sir? Uh he himself. Oh, he did that D- by well, himself. Dr. Dre did this. Yeah. Uh, so Dr. Dre is a scumbag. Uh, if you know anything, Probably. you go into his research. Dr. Dre is a big fucking scumbag. Yeah. So okay. like, if you don't know who Suge Knight is for the fans that like are listening, maybe you don't know so much about hip hop and stuff. Suge Knight was, uh, he, this is where he kind of got his in was with helping Dr. Dre. And he was like a bouncer and shit at the time. Then he went on to make death row records where Tupac was on and Snoop yep, Dogg yep, and all the yep. shit. And he was known as a very big dude, like a football player and was very fucked up and like he held vanilla ice out of a window so <laughs> that's one story that we can get into I like that story This didn't uh, so Jerry Heller was held in the van didn't convince Easy that it actually happened Wait uh, what? Yeah so they Suge Knight said that they were holding Jerry in the fucking van Oh okay <laughs> like And he couldn't convince Easy that they weren't doing that Yeah I wouldn't believe it <laughs> Just like let Jerry. Die. If, if somebody said, if, if Jerry came up, it's like no one's held me in a van. I'd be like, okay, I believe you. <laughs> I'll believe anything he says. But well, you, like he's talking about his own well-being. He'd be like, they yeah. didn't do that to me. <laughs> they, I don't know who said what, but I haven't been in a van for the past two weeks. So this did not convince Easy E to release Dr. Dre or the DOC from Ruthless Records, and Suge Knight threatened Easy E's family. Suge Knight gave Easy E a piece of paper that contained Easy's mother's address, telling him. I know where your mama lives. Uh, Easy E finally signed Dr. Dre in the DOC releases, and it was the official ending of NWA. The feud with Dr. Dre continued after uh, track on Dre's debut album, The Chronic, Fuck With Dre Day, which is called Dre Day pretty much, and uh, it contained lyrics that insult the Easy E, and the music video has a, a fake little, little Easy pu- yeah, E that's puppet. yeah, that's kind of like fucking with Easy and saying I was the fraud and all that stuff. But it wasn't. Trey was the fraud. Uh, Easy responded with the EV with "It's On," which I loved this record as a kid. Uh, it's on Dr. Dre, uh, one eight seller um on a killer. Uh, what's one eight seven killer kind of thing. And that featured the track "Real Motherfucking G's" and it's oh, okay. on. And honestly, I've like I listened to "Real Motherfucking G's" lately, but I haven't heard. I haven't listened to "It's On" in a while. The whole album I think was really good. Right. And I don't know if MC Ren wrote it or who wrote it, but I actually liked the album a lot. And it was released on October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety three, and contains pictures of Dre wearing lacy outfits and makeup. That's why I said earlier, <laughs> right? So he was actually like taking photos and knew about his past, right? 
But Dre was trying to act so hard like a thug. Dre uh, was taking like what scandalous sex. Well, when he was of, a like, member of the Electro Hop World Class Wrecking Crew. Oh, uh, yeah, when he's part of Wrecking Crew. Which in all we say, one thing the movie was missing was having the Dre and Easy beef. I said that should have been a part of it, but Dre and Ice Cube will probably but Dre, Dre is still alive, and yeah, you and can't trash somebody yeah. that's still alive. So, Easy had a son, Eric Darnell Wright, known as Little Easy E, which I we I listened to Little Easy a lot growing up uh, in 1984. And he was also the uh, he also had a granddaughter named Aaron, or also had a daughter named Aaron, who was legally changed her name to EB. In October 2016, she lost... E-B uh, or E-V? E-B. Like E-B-I-E. E-B. 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 That's weird. That is weird. He also has another son called um, Young Easy or something like that, because there's three of them. And she launched a crowdfunding campaign to produce the film called Ruthless Scandal, No More Lies. Uh, yeah, No More Lies to Investigate Her Father's Death because she wanted... Proof that, like, because it seems of what very, happened, yeah, yeah. So on March 26, 1995, one month after Easy was initially diagnosed with like bronchitis, that's what we thought. Like, okay, right? yeah, yeah, it was sick. He passed away at approximately 6 35, and uh, in his eulogy, Eric Wright, uh, the Reverend Celia Murphy urged uh, those to uh, those that are in attendance in the first African Methodist, uh, I don't know what this church is called. Yeah, uh, Ethiopia, pal. I don't know, whatever. It's a church. It's okay. a church. Okay. Okay. And they talked about learning lessons, the way he died, and he said, "I guess the Reverend said, I know a little blackbird that sings." Murray said, pointing to the finger at the coffin, and his lyrics are, "I want you to live, I want you to be careful, and I want you to slow down." Which showing a Canadian artist, uh, Camouflage, aka um, Genghis Khan, he has oh, a song okay. called "Slow Down," and it's like all about a guy that gets AIDS from like hooking up with a girl, and then he spreads it to everyone, and then he dies. Like I like and talks about his death and how he like saw him like barely living and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe he got it from this. I don't know. So they announced his illness in public statement on March 16th, 1995. And it was believed that Wright contracted or easy E the infection from a sexual partner during the week of March 20th. Which having, is funny. Cause he was married. Yeah. Well, he banged a lot. And yeah. when you know, his wife did not know yeah. why he wore baggy pants. he said he called it easy access, but technically why people wear baggy pants is because in jail, when you wanted to get fucked, you wore baggy pants. And it mm-hmm. said you were open for business. Yeah. So, well, that means you sag your pants. You wear your pants below yeah, your Yeah, so hips, you're ready yeah. to get bang butt fucked. Um, so, uh, so already mentions, um, he already made his amends with Ice Cube. And he drafted a final message to his fans. And on March 26, 1995, EZ died from complications of AIDS. One month after his diagnosis. What the fuck's a complication with AIDS? Well, that's what I'm saying. It means AIDS were going very well (laughs) until there was complications. (laughs) Like, what? Isn't the end game death anyway? Well, I I have a gay uncle, and... He's been HIV positive for, like, more than 30 years. Oh, that's what I liked fucking, uh... Oh, South Park did a good thing like that. Magic Johnson. Magic yeah. Johnson was AIDS, uh, HIV positive, like, his entire career, and his entire life, and he's still living. No, why? He paid for it. No, and that's that's what it that's what it said. It was like, uh... 
is like, Magic Johnson, what's your secret? He's like, I don't know, boys, but let's figure it out. And he's like showing him around his house. He's like, maybe it's something you do. And he's like, and this is where I sleep. And he oh, opens his he opens his true. door, and there's like a mattress, and the mattress is made out of money. <laughs> and he's like, you sleep on that every night? He's like, yeah. And then and then it like cuts to a news panel. It's like scientists have found the cure to AIDS. It's about three hundred fifty thousand dollars injected straight into your veins. <laughs> <laughs> he paid for something. Yeah. So he was thirty years old, but many reports at the time said he was thirty one due to a falsification of his birth date record. So maybe because when he was, I don't know. Yeah, he, he, he didn't want to. Didn't want to. Like he's probably like making different IDs and shit yeah. for himself. He was buried on April seventh, nineteen ninety five, at Rose Hill Memorial Park. In Witter, California, over 3,000 people attended his funeral. Wow. Including Jerry Hellyer and DJ Yella. So it sounds like Ice Cube did show up. Nice. No, did Dre, which they should have. Piece of shit. Don't call Ice Cube a piece of shit. He was buried in a gold casket and was dressed in a flannel shirt. Flannel. The Canadian tuxedo. There you go. Because that's part of it. Uh, jeans and his Compton hat he also had with him. On Jan- uh, January 30th, 1996, 10 months after Easy's death, his final album, Straight Off the Streets of Motherfucking Compton, was released. Which is weird. That's the one I think him pouring the 40 and shit like that probably to symbolize his death. They did it a month after? Yeah, to make money off his death. What do you oh, think? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Two box people did well. the same thing. According to his son, Little Easy E, Easy was worth an estimated fifty million dollars at the time of his death. Dan, son, it ended unsuccessfully in December two thousand sixteen. Uh, uh, right, so like that's it was unsuccessful because they obviously didn't have enough money. What was unsuccessful? Sorry, it had the the amount of money I guess he made. So they kind of like cut the losses, and a lot of people weren't getting like his kids weren't getting the money anymore and shit. Like oh that. shit! Okay. So yeah, and they're like so at like back in the day, Easy met uh, Tamika Woods at Los Angeles nightclub in 1991. They married in 1995, and 12 days before his death, they had a son and daughter born six months after Wright's death. The twins. So that was you just said young. 12 days before his death, they had a son born six months after. 12 days before. Oh, they fucked probably. Is it the 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 kid oh, was born no. in six months? Yeah, no, he yeah, uh, he met Tamika Williams, but they married nineteen ninety five, twelve days before. Or they got married twelve, 12 days, days before, before he died because they didn't probably he probably didn't know He's, he went in for bronchitis. Well, no, but well, I guess he told died them. within a month. Yeah, so they why want to get married? Like, let's yeah. make this sanctioned. You know what I mean? Well, she's and, like, I want your money, and that's crazy. But their their kids were born, so they banged obviously, and his kids were born. Six months after his death, and after Easy's death, Ruthless, uh, Ruthless was taken over by his wife. According to Jerry Hellyer, Easy had eleven kids with eight different women. Wow! But nobody knows their names. That's fucked. So, and then I wonder if they got any royalty. He got well, uh, little Easy probably did. And then you have Young Easy, which they were like, it's like there's well, the three main, of them. They, especially if she married him, she got yeah. all his rights to all his yes. money and shit. And he didn't. He met her in 1991. Who knows how skeevy she was? But yeah. she. Well, it, no, because well, if the movie portrayed it properly, it showed more or less the fact that um, when he got diagnosed is when she found out he was cheating on her. Yeah. So like that was it, and then probably honestly like she probably didn't care anymore. She's like, "Marry me right now. I want your money. Yeah. I'm over it." Ah, uh, yeah. She's probably a little sneaky. Give me your fucking money because you just cheated on me. I thought we <laughs> loved each other. So let's get in the conspiracies of his death. 
As many fans attempt to grapple with the loss of the godfather of gangster rap, many couldn't help but question just how quickly Easy E condition had deteriorated. Uh. However, according to AIDS.gov, <laughs> AIDS.gov <laughs> is that a website? Look at that. I'm joking. Uh, it's commonly common for people to, uh, who can have contracted HIV to experience no symptoms at all and look and appear like a healthy individual. I don't believe that. I could, I guess. Well, after uh, a stage people of like HIV, Magic Johnson and your uncle and shit. And- but I don't like. We'll get into why people think that he just didn't die from fucking from getting AIDS, like just fucking a bunch of girls. Yeah. Uh, because it's like it just seems unlikely, and then yeah. he went in for like a sore throat, and then they tell he, he died. Um, he could have done at the doctor's office. It couldn't have been with Suge Knight. Maybe when they're taking his blood work, they're injecting. We'll get into it. Uh, so. The disease moves into a stage called clinical latency. A stage latency means a period where the virus is living or developing in the person without pursuing syndromes. Producing syndromes. So, like, that's what they're calling his death and his AIDS. Eventually, the HIV virus will be weak in a person's immune system, and the onset symptoms signals from the trans, uh, the transition from the clinical latency stage to AIDS, resulting in symptoms like rapid weight loss, uh, pneumonia. But around him during his final months, nobody noticed any rapid change in his behavior or his appearance. Yeah. That's why this gets skeptical. According to member uh, the members of Bone Thugs and Harmony, who just have been signed to Ruthless, uh, Ruthless Records around the time of his diagnosis, Easy was his normal self. And speaking with Angali uh, Yee, Crazy Bone, uh, sorry if I can't pronounce your name, Crazy Bone, um, said, dude had full-blown AIDS and looked regular. He still had his weight, still cocky, still looked like a regular dude. It just came about all of a sudden. Lazy Bone added, he was built like a little tank. So there's they a thousand percent believe that somebody killed him. Yeah, something didn't happen. Uh, he was smaller because his appetite had decreased, but none of these things you associate with eggs are <laughs> eggs. Hey, eggs. Fucking eggs. <laughs> AIDS said Charms Henry, Easy's former personal assistant and long term friend. I know because I lost an uncle to it last year. So after he died, he was like, you know, I saw my uncle die from AIDS. It was nothing like how Easy died. So, we're going to get into right now a little clip. So, on the Snoop Dogg's debut album, Doggy Style, there's a skit entitled House Party in which Dr. Dre and Daz uh, Dillinger have a conversation. Dad asks, hey, yo, what's up with those that were on TV dissing you? Dre responds like, man, fuck them. Man, I ain't thinking about that old shit, man. To Daz echoes, busta ass HIV pussy motherfuckers. And Dre resource said, uh, retorts by saying, yo, yo, Daz, easy come, easy bap gunshot. So listen to the audio. Shit. Domino motherfucker. You have to listen closely. Hey yo, what's Snoop Dogg? I don't know, that nigga's what I'm saying to that big booty bitch, man. Yeah, he ain't busting no nuts on my mama's spray. That nigga thinking his socks are bleeding his fuck ass up. chewed out. Better ask somebody. Balls licked up and down. Hey yo, yeah. Hey yo, what's up with them niggas that was on the TV this week? Man, fuck them niggas. Man, I ain't thinking about that old Bust shit, man. Bust man. H.I.B. pussy out of love. Yo, 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 dad. Easy come, easy. Sounds like they're gonna kill him. 
Like, it sounds very obvious that they did something. Yeah. Because, like, why are you being like, why would you even mention HIV? Why would they say that? Because this was before he got diagnosed. Oh, shit. So how the fuck would you th- know that he had AIDS? So there's a lot of weird shit to go with. Uh, yeah, you could barely hear anyone other than Dre in that clip. Yeah, and that's why it. I said you had to listen carefully because yeah. it's all about them having a house party. But that little ending where they say, easy come, easy, and they want to kill him. Or they already attempted to. Yeah. Right? Uh, and his first public appearance, uh, his like, public... Like, so wait. Yeah. Hold up. So that... That was the... It, it, that was at a house party and someone recorded no, it? No, no. That was that was an interlude, like a skit. Oh, and uh, they just made it published. E, our uh, doctor... That our, sounds super stupid. No. Snoop Dogg's debut album, Doggy Style. Yeah. The one where he's like... Like, he looks like a dog and he's on the top of the dog house. And, and that was the very first... That's the intro to the album, is that fucking uh, interlude. Quit. So... Huh. Was mm-hmm. he was Snoop Dogg recording that or something? No, they they had it for his interlude into his album because it was Snoop Dogg's very first album, which Dre. No, but produced. did it did it happen? It that like album, did that actually was, happen? Like you no, could have had a voice. Like the the voices were shot right. Like well, so it was supposed to be a house party. What if out. what if they really were? What if that like, literally was? And he's like, easy come, easy, easy, and then he just edited the gunshot into it. Yeah, well, what if that was real? That'd be neat. I don't think it's real, but I think it was a skit made, and I think it was a way of them kind of saying, like, we did something, but without really saying it, because it's just fucking music, right? Yeah. So, like, you can't fucking say. So, as a first public appearance after being released in j- uh, from jail in 2003, Suge Knight appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live with his host daunting, uh, or donning a bulletproof vest. So, Jimmy Kimmel wore a bulletproof vest. Uh, and a uh, subtle jab at Knight's notorious reputation for violence and intimidation tactics. When Knight finally acknowledged that maybe he killed, well, actually, when fi- like Knight finally acknowledged why Jimmy Kimmel was wearing the bulletproof vest, yeah. he kind of laughed it off and then goes into about, instead of shooting someone, it wasn't the preferred method nowadays, and just listen to what he says. Fresh out of jail, come check you out, right? Right. Why the bulletproof vest? Oh, it's not. Oh, no, that's just it's you know, it's, style. You've been no, in the no, can no, for a no, while. No, 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 no. Put all style. the talk show hosts are wearing. This is a new thing, right? Yeah. See, if somebody going to do something to somebody, see, right. technology is so high, right? Right. So if you shoot somebody, you go to jail forever. So the kids, you don't want to go to jail forever, right? right? So they got this new thing out that people sell them all the time. They got this stuff to call, they get blood from somebody with AIDS. Yeah. And then they shoot you with it. Oh, so well, that seems happen, bad. That's yeah. a slow death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, easy thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, no. see yeah. everyone's like, oh, We're no. We're fighting the moon. Yeah. Wow. Well, he literally admits to killing Easy E, it sounds like. Who was that talking to? Shook Knight. Shook? Oh, okay. And he, it's like he literally admitted to having it happen. He said, you know, inject them with AIDS, like some Easy E shit. But so what's the conspiracy there? Because you said, because no, you just said before that the friend's like, he didn't die from AIDS. He's like, that wasn't AIDS. So, well, they, well they're saying that, like, to contract AIDS from just fucking uh, takes months and mm-hmm. everything to develop... What they're saying is that they injected it straight into his bloodstream. It's a lot different than if... Yeah, if you just fuck or... Ki- or I don't know, you can't get AIDS from kissing, can you? No. It's saliva. It's blood, right? Or it's, it's fucking... Yeah, intercourse. Probably also still blood. There'd have to be like a cut or something. No, because people just get... They get... Dudes get butt fucked and then they get AIDS and stuff. So Yeah, like, because they're cutting... Like no, you're, you're you're just. You're ex- if I stuck my tongue, gonna- if no, but if I stuck my tongue down your throat, 
and that was any different than actually just inserting in the ass like because it's all just flesh right it is you it's, can't get you can't get aids from just having sex from just kissing then not kissing no then it doesn't make sense no but you can i'm not a fucking doctor I don't know this I, I, My honestly, uncle got it from having sex. It's not I because honestly, he had razor no, no, blades no, no, no. up his ass it's that not was cutting that, the dick It's up. especially with anal. Shit gets punctured. Shit gets bruised. Shit nah, cuts open. It takes a tiny. Too, man. It takes a tiny, tiny. You're cut. saying that some uh, that, you have no, to get no. into the bloodstream. No, you're, that's so you do. Okay, that's got to be right. No, no, doesn't it? It no. sounds right. No, when you fuck and you put a dick in a vagina. You can get AIDS, like you can get gonorrhea, like you can get fucking herpes. The same thing. It doesn't need to be a cut or a bloodstream. It's just easier for AIDS to get in that way if there say is if you rub my a cut of my cut on your cut. It seems it seems a little different than it seems like you I'm could get it from kissing them too. You can't. Saliva is different from vaginal intercourse. Or then how can I get anal. COVID from kissing? COVID's not real. So. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just joking. I don't know how shit so, works. I didn't pay attention yeah. in health class, clearly. So, rapper BG Knockout. I actually like uh, uh, Drestem BG Knockout's uh, album back in the day. Um, perhaps best known for appearing on Easy's 1993 single, Real Motherfucking G's. And he did a song in 2011 named And My Pride. Maybe it's uh, N-word pride, but it's And My Pride from his album, uh, An Easy A Prodigy. He raps... The way my big homie went out, he didn't deserve it. They say he died from AIDS, but Easy was cold blood murdered. Oh, shit. A filter out of all the bullshit with my third iris. Full-blown AIDS, but Tamika ain't got the virus? Shit. Yeah, no shit. Because we'll get into it. His kids didn't have the fucking virus. His wife didn't have the AIDS virus. Can't be, AIDS, AIDS it can't be... AIDS can't be... Transmitted to kids? Yes, it can. If you and the, fuck the in, children. No, in the womb. It can be transmitted into the kids. Why do you think kids come out that have fucking addictions to crack and shit? It's the yeah, same thing. I didn't... No, I don't think that's... No, it's true. I'm telling you. I, I, and in, I don't in, believe a lot of in, things oh, he's telling me, though. Christ. And in a 2000 interview with Hip Hop DX, BG Knockout outstated, or BG Knockout stated, I believe in my heart somebody did something to Eric. Whether it was Jerry Heller... Whether it was Heller or was his widow. What's the word? Sorry, what's the word called when you um, tame something from your parents? Genetic. Can just say, can you get? No, AIDS? no, no, no. What's the what's the word though? Genetically, it's there's a word that genetically. No, that's not the word. It's something along those lines. Gee, no, just what's well, the word? Well, no, 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 no. But that's bothering me. What's the word? That's just actually just bugging me. You know, I don't fucking know. You don't know when you obtain something from your father, and it's 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 genetics, but you obtain them because he is your dad. And it, there's a fucking word for I'm that. I'm stoned and I'm drinking. Yes, that's what makes it. It's sperm and vaginal fluid. That, there you go. That's why it doesn't have to be. A All right. So uh, I had yet to really know the truth about it. But for a person with full bone AIDS, it's very suspicious. My little brother, this is BG Knockout talking. My little brother and his father died from full blown AIDS from sharing a needle because they were addicts. Now I see men go through these stages from HIV to full blown AIDS. And when you get 
when a, uh, when you get a cold or anything little like that, your whole immune system shuts down. So you have to go to the hospital just to recover. And this is from AIDS. Oh, from like he's saying that his uh, BG Nock is saying his dad and his brother shared an AIDS needle, yeah, yeah. and they both had AIDS. Or one guy had AIDS and they gave it to his, which is mm-hmm. fucking sad. His his dad gave his son AIDS oh, through sucks. a fucking needle. So they're saying, but you get sick and stuff, but like you just go to the hospital. But the thing is, he's saying that it does. It does. It's faster than just yeah. vaginal fluid and semen. Yeah, because it's right in your bloodstream. Uh, now, to be around Eric for the last three years of his life, he never had an episode like this. Never, ever, is what BG Knockout's saying. Huh. He's always on tour with him. With some, it, it seems like something strange or something is real odd about this whole situation. Something's off, yeah. And you know something's off, too. Because he said, and then you're going to go come out and tell me when the man goes in there for bronchitis... You're gonna say that he comes out and tell me tell me this man has full blown AIDS, and when we've been to New York, we've done uh, we've been to Chicago and zero weather, uh, below zero weather. So I don't know how Americans would know that because yeah. they're fucking shit. And he never got sick. He never had an episode. Like, come on, brah. Who are you kidding? BG Knocker thinks this is a rid- this is ridiculous. Yeah. The fact that he was with him touring every fucking day, and then all of a sudden. Snap, he's fucking dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even Jerry Heller said um, he was another person that was very close to Easy e and he believed that foul play was a real possibility. He said, do you think something fishy happened to Easy e during an interview someone asked him that? He said, absolutely. Heller told First Fam Radio, I don't believe for a second that someone with as much money as we did could afford whatever Magic Johnson could which is true, who doesn't even test positive anymore, which is true. So he, there's a cure and there's always been a cure. I don't believe that he could possibly died from, uh, from that quickly from full blown AIDS. It's almost impossible. It happened. It's so rare. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't believe that. I think there's something went on there. And like I said, I have my own ideas who I think was involved, but I am willing to say this. I'm not the only one who didn't profit from him passing away. So didn't profit. Uh, I'm not the only one who didn't profit. Yeah. So he, I think Jerry Heller knows what happened. Mm-hmm. I think he would ever say it though. Implements him maybe and him. But having... he did profit when he passed away. Jerry Heller didn't. His wife owned everything. So Heller got nothing. Heller oh, got nothing. Shit. Right? I guess. Um, I have my own theory. Lazy bone. Uh, said he he went from uh, he went he went in for a common cough or pneumonia right which was in January then in February he was diagnosed with HIV positive then in March full blown AIDS and then dead within fucking months that's why this is so goddamn fishy and it wasn't like we did he was saying that um that the there's no sh- uh, positive test at the beginning. And they couldn't even see that he had AIDS yet. But what Lazy Bone is saying is that, like, that nobody around him was positive. Uh, they're, like, his, the mothers of his kids weren't positive Yeah, with like, that, that's the thing. Like, that's like fucking he said, weird. yeah, it would get transmitted right away to, it to sounds, your sexual partner, yeah. 100%. I believe it's just... I guess, like, there's a, there's yeah. a chance it wouldn't... It's very uh, Yeah, rare. I was like, but, like... If you have sex with someone with AIDS, what are the chances you're actually going to get it? Yeah, well, if Jerry... Is it a 50... Like, what? Like, no masking. I think it's fucking, like, 80, 80, 20. I'm actually curious. That's a quick Google search Um, away. 
but like how you don't really know and how all these things came out. But like what uh, Lazy Bone said was it's a mystery like who killed Pac and Biggie because they probably were murdered by the cops or uh, Tupac's living in Cuba, which we'll eventually get into. Hmm. Says Tupac moved to Cuba on us. Okay, what does it say? It's estimated the risk of HIV transmission through receptive vaginal sex receiving the penis into the vagina is about okay. 0.08% equivalent to one transmission per 1,250 exposures. What? So that means it's not that rare? Mm-mm. It's pretty fucking rare. It's pretty fucking rare to actually get AIDS. I don't believe that. Putting a number on it, the risk from from an exposure to HIV, or is that is that saying like total and yeah. total sexual partners? You you're gonna give everybody AIDS. But All exposures are not the same. Anal sex is at about point one one percent. So it means it's more. Vaginal sex is about point zero four. That's right. why they said gay guys get it more, more than yeah. I don't believe that. Oral sex is super low risk. Yeah, obviously. Somebody just blatantly asked the question, can I get AIDS if I have sex with somebody with AIDS? And they said yes. If you have sex with someone with AIDS, yes, of course. <laughs> yes. All right, let's get this going. Yeah, I'm not sure what the percentages are. Apparently, those ones are super slim, but that might be from... Uh, like, I think it might be... That might be a total... I think it might be... If, out you, of, if you have if sex you, 1,250 yeah. times, you're going to probably catch AIDS once. No, I think that's the opposite. I think it's the opposite way. I think that like 0.4% out of all those people are going to not get it. Oh, no, that's not what it it's said. It's very no, transmittable. No, no, no. no, I'm saying, I'm saying if, say, hypothetically, I was just go have sex with 1,250 women. Yes. One of them might give me AIDS. That's what it was saying. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's not saying, saying like it. Yeah. Possibly. I think it's like if you, if you fuck no, someone it's saying, with AIDS. It's saying out of 1,250 <laughs> sexual partners you have. I've said you're likely to you're likely episode. you're likely to get HIV yeah, once. Yeah, and it, it, okay, that's disgusting. Yeah, at a twelve hundred and fifty, that's a if, lot of uh, fucking people. Itching my bum, fuck off. Okay, and if I think more realistically, if you fuck someone with AIDS, you're gonna have AIDS. Well, it's, it can't it can't be a hundred percent though. It can't be. It's ninety nine point nine. I don't think it's that. That's what condoms are. Oh, shut the fuck that's, up. In 2011, an un- unsealed FBI document linked both Eazy and Tupac Shakur to the alleged extortion. Uh, <coughs> oh God, we're gonna fucking get some Jewish shit. Uh, in 2011, unreleased FBI documents linked both Eazy and Tupac Shakur to an alleged extortion attempt by Jewish Defense League, who Jerry Heller had employed. Heller, Jerry Heller had employed to uh, combat threats from Suge Knight. So as well as neo-Nazi skinhead groups who had threatened them, it, it's kind of what? No, it's see because like so it it says that like that pretty much that they got Jewish people on Hellier side because, or Hellier uh, because Jerry was a Jew. So I think actually okay. I, I think I fucked it up. So I think that's saying that like that he got a bunch of Jewish people on his side to kind of back easy. It seems like that he 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 employed he employed these Jewish defense uh this Attorneys. league uh this league it call it's called league so uh okay. to combat the threats from Suge Knight, but it says as it's well gotta, probably... as neo Nazi groups who threatened them so wow. it was probably a bunch of Nazis threatening Jerry and the company Ruthless Records because it was a Jew working with a black guy. 
Oh, that makes sense. And then Suge Knight was probably like, yeah, you get him, you Nazis, because Suge Knight's fucked. Yeah, sure. So that, that's also extremely huh. weird. Uh, we're almost at the end of the whole conspiracies, but the report stated on September 11th, 1966, reported by the JDL, which is the J- Jewish Defense League. League. I guess. Like a football, <laughs> Sounds like a football R- team. <laughs> yeah. uh, and <laughs> others yet unidentified, supposedly have been, that's why I say we're getting kind of a Jewish conspiracy here, like the reptilians are, uh, have been extorting money from various rap music artists via uh, death threats. So what they're saying is that like if somebody sends uh, a death threat to a certain rapper that these Jewish guys are making money, it seems like, which is weird. That's a weird whole other thing. Yeah. Um, but the scheme involves... Other suspects making telephone death threats to the rap star, uh, they contra- uh, contracting the victim and offending protection fees. So it's pretty much a gang of Jews that are like, hey, "Did you get? Did you get threatened by another rapper? All right, I'll get my Jew guys on it." And it's a bunch of guys with curly cues and the fucking hats, and they go beat down a bunch of black guys that are huh. trying to make a rap album. That's what it seems All like. All right. <laughs> um, so for a fee to protect. Which is like, where are these Jewish gangs coming from? Yeah, no shit. I've never seen a Jewish gang in my life. If you go to Israel, they're everywhere. Like, no, they'll fucking, fucking spit on not. you. Yeah. You guys all the curly cues and the hat stuff? Like, they'll this... spit on you and hate you. They don't like cameras. Yeah, but they... I, I, I mean, like, I want to see a gang. Like, I want They're see like that. a gang. They're I a bunch see... of them. And I know, they all but I want to see them, uniform. like, chopping up below. You know, and, like, weird? And, like, it's like, weird off topic. Guns. I yeah. saw a Jewish priest in Paris walking across the bridge with, like, three other people. Guy decked out, like, a rabbi. A rabbi? A rabbi, legit decked out. Really? Yeah, and I thought that was really weird. Yeah. That is odd. I didn't know we had any Jewish churches. You know, they knew of Easy e who owned Ruthless Records, so they're saying that he was actually extorted prior to dying from AIDS and had also been targeted to Pak Shakur prior to his recent murder, so this goes into a fucking cave. I'm telling you, if you really want to deep dive into this and travel down the rabbit hole... It's a lot of crazy shit. It's going to be a about, lot, yeah. About Jewish guys trying to trying to help rappers, but at the same time maybe getting them killed, and it's... Well, they want money. Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't mean it like okay. that. Well, it's just a joke. That's not even, no, I wasn't even joking. That's right. not, I actually meant money. that as a... That's a... Not, like, it's just facts. Yeah. Most bankers... Are Jewish. Are more prominently, prominently Jewish than other religions. That is just a fact. They're that just is smarter just with how money. That is. Yes, that's just a fact. All right. So Easy's catalog of previously re- so, uh, released songs uh, surely amount uh, the mountain of unreleased material are very valuable. Tupac Shakur released nine albums since his death. Nine? Yeah, since his death. Not nine. Nine. So much nine is nine. ten. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> with, uh, with each charting... You gotta edit that. Yeah. No, I'm leaving that in. That's funny. Uh, with each charting in the top ten on the billboard, his biggest seller, 2001's Until the End of Time, we're talking about Tupac really quickly, has moved 2.2 million copies. Um, well, you know... It's it's a whole thing. That's what they're saying. How much money they make off of from dead fucking rappers? Yeah, no Big shit. L even. Like uh, Mac probably. Miller just created another yeah. one too. There you go. Yeah. Right there. Fucking take all his music while he's dead. Hopefully give it to his family, but they probably never are. 
So with all you know the questions of why he dead not why why he dead <laughs> <laughs> why dead he <laughs> yeah so dead, how dead, did Easy die why go to Strange Brew Podcast group page on Facebook and if you're actually like want well, like have some feedback and stuff tell me why you think he died did he just die of like fucking hose or did he die because yeah get he a was forum murdered? get a forum going uh, for many it it's been easy to refuse the belief that the rapid decline that ended up in his death. Due to AIDS complications, were like you know caused by reckless sexual appetite. But to this day, no criminal charges have been laid down. Yeah. But well, he been was murdered. Tupac. Either. I've been saying for a very long time. Easy was murdered. Are you ready? Because time for Billy's fun fact of the day. Now you finally have the music. That's nice to hear it. Because we got new equipment in the studio. It's the studio. All right. You ever heard the the saying, like, I'm going to give you the whole nine yards? Yeah, that's a great movie, actually. Actually, pretty no, funny not fucking the movie. movie. No, the saying. I'm, I'm going to give you the whole nine yards? Yeah, you're going to get so the whole... like your dick No, you're going to get the whole nine yards. Like, it seems to be... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, boy, that's a thick boy. <laughs> Anyways, um... No, like that. That's just that's just an average saying. Like, oh fuck, he gave me the nine yards. Like, it's like when somebody explains something yeah. or like does it intensely. Oh, I do that a lot. It's like fuck me, buddy. Yeah. You just gave me the whole nine yards give, on that. Give me, give me drunk, and I do that constantly. Yeah. I tell you five no, but times. Have you never, have you never heard that though? That saying. I have. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I got the whole nine yards. So from next that guy. time I keep repeating so, myself when I'm drunk, but you just give me the whole nine yards. Yeah, everybody <laughs> just chill. But so this isn't the original. Meaning of that, because I, I looked it up, I tried to fact check my my fun facts, and like there is, I guess, a before meaning, but this is a more to date meaning and why it carried on. But uh, the expression came from a U.S. Uh, ammo belt used to be twenty feet, twenty seven feet long, which is nine yards. An ammo belt, yeah, so something you wear on your chest. Yeah, like a fucking they Rambo? were twenty seven feet and nine Ugh. yards. So when someone says, "I'm going to give you the whole nine yards," it means I'm going to blast you so fucking hard until you die. Good <laughs> blaster in your yeah, ass. isn't that kind of neat though? Like that was like a nine yards of ammo just being. And, bah, 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 yeah, bah, bah, and bah, it's bah. that you're going to get the whole nine yards, bud. These dudes probably it was died like extremely quickly, but the dudes that just carry around belts of ammo. Yeah, well, no, those are for army purposes, though. Yeah, but it's like, not for one you would, guy. You would have. That's one why guy. I'm saying when you say yeah. when you say you're going to give it to one yeah. guy, it's a threat. I'm going to no, give no, you the I'm whole nine the guy, yards, bud. I feel bad for the guy carrying all that the ammo belts. Yeah, because there was one well, probably no, there was a couple a, dudes. No, there was two. There was the guy carrying the gun, and then the other guy carrying the ammo. Yeah, they, and that's they, where they they'd walk in pairs. Yeah, they feed it into the fucking machine guns. Yeah. That's anyways, isn't that kind of cool? Isn't that neat? Yeah, uh, weird. That's kind of neat. You always have your fucking fun facts. That's kind of neat. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I hope you feel informed about Easy's death and the whole culture of this, but we're going to get more into hip-hop stuff down the road. There's a lot of shit to this mm-hmm. stuff. Everything, like, we actually, like, have Bloods and Crips ready to go whenever we decide to do that, but I've done all the research, and I'm going to watch more and more stuff about that. That will be down the road. We have a lot of things we're going to get into. Yeah. Well, anything strange lots of stuff so stuffs. follow all the pages you know where to go it's at the bottom of every fucking page post your funny links. memes po- post your memes we enjoy that shit that's pretty much all it is at this point <laughs> yeah, it's just memes I'll try to keep you informed I'll try to post some articles and stuff more often but yeah follow the Strange Root Podcast just go f- you'll see taste the-, the penis what 
Taste the penis. What is that a new hashtag? <laughs> taste the penis. Hashtag grease the poles. Hashtag taste the penis. Alright. <laughs> Woo! Start off strong, oh yeah, just like that. Don't you just love girl balls to fight back? I don't stop in school, but I took a night class. No cap ready to strike fast and talk trash. No, I'm not about to have another fucking relapse that you thought I was written off. Doing all those drugs, but I sobered up long enough to realize what I've become. Never ever again going down that road. Killing my mojo, I'm too stoked to my flow through this pain. Flowers will grow. Am I deranged? No, I don't think so. Bitch, I don't quit. I will never give up. Cause this beat's so sick, volcanoes are rough. I persist in this shit, you just think you're tough. So go suck a dick if you think I'm not good enough. Willing to go the distance, pursue this shit relentless. Now none of my friends can even fathom this vision I'm instilled with. I'm not just off the chain, I'm bouncing off the walls. But I waited too long to throw my hat in the ring. Oh, fuck. Now I got blue balls. Go ahead, spit your stuff. I really don't think it'll take more than one punch. Did you really think you could swing at me and get away clean, not bleed internally? Said, did you really think you could swing at me, get away clean, not bleed internally? My lyrical spine is as straight as an arrow. Yours is like sneaking outside, trying to take on three, four, five guys. What's up with that? Come back, we'll trap. Step toe to toe and we'll see where it goes. And I'll pick apart, line by line, any single one of those songs you wrote. Any night. Anytime, so come on, step up, cause I'm calling you out. Any one of you punks that can't shut your mouth. Willing to go the distance, pursue this shit relentless. But now none of my friends can even fathom this vision I'm instilled with. I'm not just off the chain, I'm bouncing off the walls. But I waited too long to throw my hat in the ring. Oh, fuck. Ha. Now I got blue balls. Balls. 